Hello, and welcome to Here's a Thing with Robbie and Jose, where we explore relationships through a male and female perspective. With me, as always, is the lovely Robbie. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you. <laughs> trying to get through this love is blind. Yes, you're right, because love is not blind. Love is not blind. <laughs> um, you know, in... in we might touch on it a little bit. What exactly does that even mean? Love is blind. Are we, because my whole thing with that is, are we talking about physically that we're supposed to be able, because I know it's the pod thing. And I think in this case, perhaps, yeah, not seeing them for a short amount of time, perhaps they would be blind because they, they just have a voice. But I don't know. I was thinking about it and it's like, do they also, is it blind in the sense that, if they do something that you don't like, then you overlook it. I know. I think for this show, it's like <laughs> you're only taking that one five senses, but you're only taking the sight out. Right. But I think everything else is fair so game. So then I started thinking about it a little bit more and it's like, should they have made it with just blind people? Because I started thinking about that. Yeah. Like, what if they just did blind people? Right? Because they don't... And they just call it love? <laughs> but love is blind, but like not trying to be mean about it. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like... If two blind people are dating, then they really don't know what they look like. I mean, yeah. I guess they can like touch each other and feel their faces and, and stuff. It. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess they could. Well, I guess if <laughs> I was going to say they don't know what they look like. But I mean, if someone in their family says like, oh, you have blonde hair. Yeah. Then they would be like, if they met another blind person, they're like, do you know what your hair color is? They're like, oh, I'm a blonde. As my mom told me. Right. But that's what, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, would it even matter? Because you don't see it every day. The love is blind implies that you have to see them, right? And if you can get past their physical look. I think if I was blind, I don't care what, I don't care what they look like. <laughs> like, what does it matter? There's been movies about that, though. There's been movies about the the fact that, you know, they're blind and yet they still want a good looking person, a partner. To be seen with by other people? Is I, that... I, I don't know. Like the, the movie Ray with Ray oh, Charles, yeah, uh -huh. that was one of them. Um, he liked to be with beautiful women. The way he um, could distinguish between a good-looking woman and a bad-looking woman, in his eyes anyways, is he would uh, grab their elbows. And if their elbows were smooth and nice, then <laughs> I, I know, I know. That's, but in the Ladies, movie, no crusty elbows. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? I guess also, I guess he didn't like overweight women, so I guess he would touch their elbows. And I guess if he felt that there were a little bit more meat on I guess I can understand the weight thing if you're talking about being intimate sure, because sure, sure. I get yeah, that part. Yeah. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Touch, right? Like, so, yeah, but the, yeah. the other part, and then there was a movie a long time ago too, about a blind guy. Um, and he would only go out with good looking girls. And I think there was even an episode on 30 rock mm -hmm. where there was a blind lady on there and then she found out what the guy looked like because she touched his oh, face and I was like, I think we did talk about that. Yeah. And was like, <laughs> no, not doing that. And yeah. it was just like, huh? Okay. Yeah. How does that how does that work? I don't know. Anyways, I, don't I, think just, I care. that's 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 where my brain goes, and my apologies for digressing completely. But uh, but <laughs> that's okay. Um, today we're talking about episode nine, and so this episode is entitled "Last Supper." I call it the cute date episode because I think each couple did a really fun, cute date, and we can uh, kind of go like through what they did. Uh, but I thought it was why. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm you don't kidding. like it. No, I thought it was like cute. They were like on a boat or. People in love know. are annoying. <laughs> you say that, but. Um, Not when I'm in love. That's, yeah, when that's you're in love, a, it's like, it's the best. It's the best. Like there's rainbows Yay, every day. Love. Birds are chirping, but whenever yeah. somebody else, yeah, it's horrible. Um, but yeah, the first thing I wanted to talk about was when Brennan was sitting down with Alexa's dad and her grandfather, and they mm. were kind of figuring out the logistics of guess about... Um, <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, <laughs> about him converting over and which I thought was cool, the fact that he's... I guess so in love with her that he's open to that. Or maybe it's sure. because I think he expressed he's not really that big into religion. So I guess if you don't really care mm -hmm. either way, but one of the things that they were talking about, and I didn't know this, I guess this is a thing in the Jewish culture. I don't know, but there is some kind of contract that Brennan is, they're saying you have to sign. This is basically saying that even if you get divorced, you are going to take care of her financially for the rest of her life. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I, I, <laughs> I have so many questions. Yeah, so slash issues. If with you're that. not from Texas, <laughs> this, we are not an alimony state, right? So why and like so maybe it's a culture thing. I just didn't know this, but like why would they feel 
what's the origins of that? My well, if I could take just a a, a slightly different approach, to that right? Because um, because I, I I started thinking it's like okay, what does he get out of it? Because usually a contract is usually a mutual thing, right? He gets the satisfaction of taking care of Alexa. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because they didn't touch on that. You right. know what I mean? They just touched on all the things that would happen if things go wrong. Right. And I'm like, okay, but what do I get out of it exactly? Other than I'm just, just agreeing to, if everything goes to crap, I'm on the hook no matter what. Like, does it have to be my fault? Is it her fault? Does it matter? Yeah. Um. Does is is there some some kind of clause that requires her to be a certain way? Mm-hmm. Like I, you know what I mean? Like I don't understand that. I I just don't understand uh, why would anybody? It, it 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 felt anyways at the time very one sided. Yeah, you know what I mean. I agree. So I was just trying to figure out. Well, what do you get? Like <laughs> if he says <laughs> if you do all that, you know, you get a dowry of like twenty million dollars. Yeah. It's like. Eh. Okay. What do you think, Brennan? Because, I mean, they could have edited out or maybe he didn't talk about it. But, like, do you think he felt any type of way about all these things that he's having to change for her? But, like you said, what does he get? You know, I think um, I think that dude has just got his rose-colored glasses on mm-hmm. and they are very rose-colored. <laughs> very blind. I mean, uh, I mean... And we've, I think, you know, and I'm not knocking the guy. I think we've all been there um, where you're so head over heels with the person that no matter what they ask you, even if it goes against your principles, you'll do it because you yeah. just, you just so into them at the moment that, that you just, it's all justified. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think it's dangerous when you do that because again, it's like the Hulk. You know, like the Hulk, when he gets mad, he gets Uh angry and he's not really thinking. Then all of a sudden he comes down from it and Mm -hmm. he's like, oh man, what did I do? Like we call that the drunk effect. (laughs) When you black out the night before. Fair enough, fair enough. But I mean, it's, it's the reason I use Hulk and it's such a great analogy. It's because it's all internal. Yeah. Right. He gets angry. He gets emotional, which is what makes him angry. Right. And so when you're in love or infatuated or you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it, there's a chemical imbalance in your brain. And it's not like an outside drug. It's all internal. I can understand that more if you're younger, but Brennan's like 32. Yeah, but you're still susceptible to that. I know, but like it just seems very extreme. You're already changing religions, Mm -hmm. which I don't even know how his family feels about that or if they're religious or not. I don't, I'm not sure, but like you're, that's a huge thing. And I'm changing gods. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like I, I think it's really sweet. Like I said, if, if anyone wants to do that for their potential spouse or whatever, cool. Sure. But like having to pay and let's be clear, we're not talking about child support. This is just, even if they don't have kids, right. you're going to financially. Of like, like if, if it doesn't work out yeah, and that's, that's, a, that's it. Then you still you could have get divorced after her. sixty days, and right. you're still now you have to support, to her, support her, which is Ever. I don't know why anyone would agree to that, especially someone like Brennan who doesn't have really anything. Not yet. I forgot how old he is. Do you remember? He's like thirty two. Oh, okay, or thirty one, thirty two. He's I think he was one of the older ones in the group. Okay, but he doesn't have a lot of wealth. And Alexa's family is extremely wealthy or With it appears that he has, he's going to have Yeah, to. it's gone now. And I don't know. Like what if, okay, so if it doesn't work out, he gets remarried. Now he has to, and let's say he doesn't have kids with Alexa. He has to support two wives basically. Yeah. That's why Texas is not an alimony state. <laughs> well, for Brennan it is. I don't know what. what but no, but do. that's the reason. Like if you, if you really look at it that way for the states that do have alimony. Yeah. That's exactly it, right? It's like you move away from those states. Yeah, we go, well, you know, and and mind you, it doesn't happen a lot, but there are women sometimes that do have to pay alimony, and and that's what it is, right? It's like you, and sometimes it's a clause, so it it's not always the best thing for you. So there's a clause in that says I only have to pay alimony so long as you're single, right? The moment you get married, then it, then I'm done, right? right? And so sometimes they'll live with a guy. So that they continue to get the alimony and still get the benefit of living with this person, 
because they know that as soon as I marry him, yeah, I'm getting. Cut I would off. assume that all contracts would have that stipulation in there. So are you saying that there are states where they say even if you get remarried, I still have to financially, even if like let's say she marries some rich dude, I still have to financially take care of you. That seems strange. Well, no, I that part I don't know, but no, what yeah. I'm saying is they 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 know the system and they're going to play it. Yeah. Right. So at that point, it becomes more of a financial thing, right? It's like yeah. they, they fall in love with somebody else. They're never going to marry that person because, right. again, as soon as you do that, they which I close the I don't know. I feel like here. if I was getting married, and if it, let's say that that was part of the contract, I'd be like, you better put in here um, if you are you know living with someone or whatever. Like, there's got to be more to it than just because you're right. I can just live with my boyfriend forever and live off of have my you ever, ex's And sometimes money. it gets even more even more specific than... Have you ever seen a movie called Intolerable Cruelty? No. It's really good. Um, it's by the Coen brothers and he's in, a, he's in a divorce attorney, George Clooney, and he doesn't believe in like love or any of that stuff. But there, there's this one side story and it's this lady and she lives in this big giant mansion of a house that she got from the divorce mm-hmm. and the alimony... But she's lonely because I think she can't even live with the guy. Like if she has any kind of romantic mm-hmm. relationship, so like she's looking at the pool boy mm-hmm. and even then she's reluctant to even touch him because it's like as soon as I do that, they cut off everything. Like they'll kick me out Why of this house. just invest and then, <laughs> <laughs> then after a while. And it's very can... sad because eventually what ends up happening in the movie, she dies mm-hmm. and... Everybody's like, it's so sad. She died by herself. Yeah, she was in this big giant mansion and she had all this money and this, that, and the other, but she died by herself, lonely. And she was like a relatively young woman. But um, but no, I mean, look, here's the thing about marriage, right? There is the the symbolic part about it, and then there's the contract. Mm -hmm. The contract is just rough. (laughs) Now if the idea was that when you marry, you marry for life and there is no going back, I can see why the contract would just make it more, it would just solidify it more so than just a verbal vow between mm-hmm. like, I'm going to be with you forever and you're going to be with me forever. Now right. you have it on a contract. Right. Don't do you ain't going anymore. nowhere. Um, but obviously in this day and age, the people have deal breakers and they don't even need to necessarily be, you know, what they were traditionally where like infidelity or physical abuse or even verbal abuse or something extraordinarily toxic. Like it could be now that, hey, it just didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> we're two different people. So now we're going to get a divorce. And in the past, you were still married. Yeah, you're still two different people, but you're still married. We're still We're still stuck together. So nowadays, you know, for whatever reason, Let's say you want to be happy, and I'm using the air quotes, you get a divorce, so now you're going to pursue your happiness elsewhere. Well, now you have this contract to contend with now. And that contract says, uh-uh. I feel bad for Brandon. I feel like even if she was mistreated him, that's going to be a factor And before he leaves. She could be the most terrible wife. And he's like, before well, he leaves? Yeah. So he's leaving? I mean... We'll check back in like a year and see if they're still together. I don't know. Well, it's, <laughs> is it a foregone conclusion? That <laughs> Most marriages end in divorce. That's all I'm saying. Um, but the next cute that's date amazing. that we go to it. is Cole and Zenob, and they are doing like a um, like a dance instructor kind of, this is what couples do before they get married. They go take a dance class so that way they can have their dance at the wedding, Yeah. which, and this is going to sound very like mm, cynical, I guess of me, but like nobody cares. I have never gone to a wedding where I even cared or really looked at how they were dancing. Please tell me, Jose, why do couples do this? Um, they're not learning a routine. It's just here's how we move back and forth together. They're well, doing that to for the wedding to save face, I guess. But nobody at the wedding cares. Um, it, it, yes and no. No, yeah. nobody cares. No, I, nobody. So I've seen. Well, <laughs> let's just say for the sake of argument, right? That you're watching the couple and they just got married. Now they're doing their dance, but it's completely they're 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 not in sync. There's a lot of missteps. It looks goofy. Like I can see how they're trying to minimize that 
because it's like we're not in sync. We're not, we're not, you know, making beautiful music together. There, I will say this. I will say this. And I've seen uh, like Singing in the Rain, which is a great movie, by the way. But there's something about an elegant dance that does kind of, I don't know, it is nice to watch. I love, and so I, I go on TikTok from time to time, and sometimes I'll get where these couples are dancing, and it really is beautiful. It really I'm can be I'm not saying that not seeing that isn't beautiful, but there are TV shows for that. Jose, if I get married <laughs> and you come to my wedding and my first dance with my husband is not like the best, you're not going to care. You're not going to be like, well, Robbie, I mean, you really should have gone to a dance class. No, you don't. Who cares? Well, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm trying not to be, um, let's look at it this way. If we're going to look at it through that lens, what's the point of even having a wedding dress? Why do you put a tuxedo? Just come in a shirt, jeans, it's casual, baby. I'd Nobody cares. I'm the city hall. I'm I don't care. The, I'm here for the fish. <laughs> I chose <laughs> the fish the option. Yeah, I chose the fish option. So I'm really just here to see how good that plate is. It's nice that you got married, plus it'll be a DJ or a band. I'm really here for that, right? Mm. So that's what I'm saying. It's a spectacle. It's, 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 um, it's a celebration of sorts. And sometimes dance can accentuate that. It's part of the whole, this is what we're presenting to you. It's, it's part of the party. It's part of that. So I, I get what you're saying. It's not very practical. Um, but there are a lot of things in, in human nature that we do culturally that doesn't make a lot of sense, but we do it anyways. And, and it speaks to a deeper level. I used to feel the same way about birthday parties. You know, when, when you would take kids to these elaborate birthday parties like Chuck E. Cheese and you would spend 500 to $1,000 on a party for children. <laughs> Someone spending $1,000 at Chuck E. Cheese? Nowadays, yeah, that's not uncommon. That is not uncommon because you're getting the cake, you're getting the reservation, you're getting all the food, you're getting all the tokens, you're getting like it gets very, very pricey. Mm -hmm. And that's on the lower end. And it only goes up the the higher you get. I don't right? understand doing Speaking those parties of, for babies. They don't even remember. Well, maybe not, right? But let's uh and, and again, I'm not well versed in the Jewish tradition either, but I know that there's bar mitzvahs and ba mitzvahs, I believe. But. But, I think it's but. but yeah, but again, those that's an elaborate party. It's it's a and again, I'm not you know I, I pass no judgment, but for me, I, I I personally would not do that because I've heard that in some of those cases it gets into like the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars that they're spending on a party. And good for you. I mean, if you have it, go ahead. And spend yeah, if you have it. <laughs> <laughs> because apparently, and and again, I'm not, but I've just heard little things here and there. But it matters. Like when they request these things for that for that occasion, like you have to go through with it. Like you have to do your best to, to accommodate and, and make sure that they have what they're looking for. Maybe they're just doing it as like a cutesy date idea. And if that's the case, okay, cool. But like, it's kind of this tradition that you just don't couples want to see them do. Dance. Well, I just don't care. Like you said, I'm here for the food. I'm here for the dancing. I'm here for the bridesmaids. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> like I just, I don't know. Show me the bridesmaids really and the open bar. Let's say if you have an open bar, that's even better. Yeah. <laughs> Not a cash one. Not a cash one. Um, or like in the wedding singers, you get the Medal of Honor. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, um, and then... We go to Colleen and Matt. So Matt is meeting Colleen's parents for the first time. And it's the same typical thing, you know, meet the parents, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the issues that, that we had talked about with Colleen, her not wanting to go deep and open up and things like that, it still seems very strange to me that when you are getting married to somebody, she's still like, I like to keep it surface level. Mm. I don't really understand. And I think... You know, even her mom was, when they were talking, she was like, well, you've said more tonight than you've ever said. Mm -hmm. So you don't even talk about really your feelings with your own mother, which they seemed pretty close. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of surprised. And I, I just don't know how successful you could be in a marriage when you're not, when you're wanting to keep it surface level. Yeah. Do you think Matt's like that too? Well. Or he's just so in love? No. So Matt is another big ball of things that I want to talk about, but let's stick with Colleen for, for just a second if we could. And, and I guess this is my take on it, right? Is that typically when people do that and they just stay very surface level, it's because they feel in many cases that they're afraid they're going to get judged. Mm -hmm. 
and therefore rejected by people if people get to know them. Yeah, we know that she doesn't handle rejection very well. We've seen that. She does not. She does not. And and I think it, I don't know, it's weird. It, it, well, let me, let me rephrase that. Not necessarily weird. It's just a, an observation that I've made that sometimes people seek validation from outside sources. I understand why. Mm. That's the downside of a physical world. So in other words, if... We stay in the physical, which is what this show is trying to trying to <laughs> figure out whether we're not we're supposed to be in the physical. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because love isn't blind, and it's just all these people are like, I don't care about looks, but oh, by the way, yes, I'm not I attracted to you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and that's my point. We're a very physical world, yeah. and it matters. And the, the but but the thing about it is, it shouldn't matter as much as it does. Now, then the argument becomes like, well, even if we know it's wrong. That's still a fact of life. Yeah. And I don't think we can ever get around it. But whenever it becomes a physical world, then you know that you're going to be judged based on A, the way you look, which which is kind of an odd thing because you have absolutely zero to do with that. Right. Your personality, how you deal with people, how you interact, how you think, how you um, just navigate the world, that's what really matters. Again, it doesn't really, in this day and age... You could just look at somebody and if they're attractive, you're like, oh, that's a good guy. And then yeah. the unattractive guy and you'll be like, oh, he's skeezy, he's mm-hmm. creepy, he's nasty. And it turns out that the good looking guy is the one that's going to stab you in the heart <laughs> and then wear your skin <laughs> in, in the bottom ground. You know what I'm saying? But because you made that judgment based on the appearance, mm-hmm. that's a flaw, unfortunately, in humanity that we look at people and we're constantly trying to um, present ourselves in such a way that, hey, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a creep. I'm not skeezy. I'm not this, that, and the other. It, you might not be, but how do you how do you show that to people? <laughs> and and this is one thing, and this is odd because I read this and I do this whenever I'm on a Zoom call. Is I always show my hands. Like that's the sign of like, I don't have a weapon. I'm not, I'm safe to be around and stuff. When you do this, people tend to feel more comfortable around you because again, they're just saying like, look at me, I'm, I don't have a weapon in my <laughs> I wouldn't think that on a professional Zoom call that anyone had a weapon. My, my point being is it's, it's ingrained, it's subconscious. Mm-hmm. So they seem to be more trustworthy when yeah. they show your hands because they're like, oh, I can see he's not hiding anything. It doesn't matter whether you are or not, but mm-hmm. my point being is that's what you're when you see that, that's what you get from the other side. Well, you know, side. it's funny too, because later on when Matt and Colleen, they go on a, their cute date is they go to the, like aquarium place and then they're having dinner like underneath like the water and stuff. And they're having that conversation. It's like, do you have any reservations basically? And she is like, well, she's kind of like tipped around. And then I, the way Matt acts, he's like, just say it, say it, say it. He's so aggressive. Like, and then she's she's getting like backed into a corner, right? But like, if they had gotten deep, which you should be if you're going to marry this person, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be that awkward. I mean, I know Matt still has his issues, but like, why is it the day before when she's barely revealing like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to say yes to you or not. She was 100% all in this whole time, but yeah. now she's like, well, I don't know. It's like, well, you guys should have been having deeper conversations throughout this whole time. Why is it at, you know the last minute and then he feels blindsided I guess is why he was mad I don't he's always don't, mad so I don't know you know I think it's mad to a, he's, he's mad mad yeah um I think it speaks to a a deeper issue for me right and this is what I mean by that it's um you want to make sure that your partner is on the same page as you so there's that there's that it's like I'm in is she in or is he in and it's just like you want to make sure that you're on the same page. And it's such a weird thing. And, I, and, I, and I've been in situations where I thought, okay, this is how I feel that we are in our relationship. Mm. And I just assumed that the other person was too. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how one calibrates something like that. Yeah. And I don't know how. And the thing about it is you, you hear the, because 
that conversation is not unique. All the couples have had that conversation. Yeah. Every single one of them. You gonna say yes on the? Date? <laughs> I feel like the producers force them because this the last date or whatever they're all doing that. Well, but. and I think you have to right because marriage being a a, a very big giant step right mm-hmm. and it's a big mm-hmm. thing. They just want to make sure that the other person is on board, and I think it speaks to why people constantly have need that affirmation, mm-hmm. whether they're getting it through you know the the five love languages. Um, but again, verbally, physically, whatever, but they need that affirmation. It's, it's like their way of saying, okay, you're still on board. We're still good kind of thing. Yeah. But if, if they had that open communication, don't you think that they would have had these conversations before she had the same reservations before she just didn't vocalize it because in her own words, she doesn't like to get deep. I like to keep it surface level. And she even brought it up when her parents were there eating. She was like, yeah. We've never met a boyfriend before. She's like, yeah, because they only last a couple months and then they're out. You mean to tell me that you have never thought of doing any self-reflection at all as to why guys are leaving you, all of them, after like three months? It never, it's not occurring to her. Unfortunately, she has. The the problem is her, as far as I can tell, right, based on this, and this is the, the assessment, is that she's discovered that, oh, they don't like me. They don't like my opinion. So they're leaving me because of my opinions, because of the way I am. So I need to mask that because I don't want to be alone. Now, I could be wrong in that assessment, but I have, I've seen that play out where whether it's a man or a woman, they stay quiet because it's like, as soon as I tell them how I really feel, they're out. They're going to judge me for it and they're going to leave me for it. They're not going to like it and it's not worth it. Now... The problem is you're going to pay a cost no matter which way it goes. Yeah, especially if you're getting married. Yeah, and so what what people sometimes tend to forget is that it's okay when people don't agree with you and it's okay if they leave you. You're saving yourself a lot of heartache because what's your end game? You're just not going to speak up. You're going to say yes, dear, to everything that they say. And maybe that's a good strategy. Maybe that works out for you. Great. But over time, I think it'll start to beat you down. It's like, no, I have thoughts too. I have opinions too. I have whatever, whatever. But if you don't speak up enough, after a while you're going to get discarded and then that's when things get really interesting. Yeah, because then the other person, when you do finally show who you really are, the other person is like, well, he changed all of a sudden. Like, no, he didn't change. It's like we're masking. We all do it though. We try to be on our best behavior in the beginning. But it's just disappointing. I feel Colleen probably in that moment when he was being, say it, say it, say it. She's probably like... (laughs) Like, I shouldn't even have brought it up. You know what I mean? Like, let me deal with it internally. It's so mean. Or not mean, but like, just, I don't like, I don't like when he acts like that. The problem with Matt is he's looking for something to be wrong. So the Matt, what I've seen with Matt, this behavior, I'm not, I don't know him personally, but I've seen this behavior in the past too. And it's that situation where there might nothing be wrong. (laughs) That sounded... (laughs) Wow, <laughs> there might nothing be. There might nothing be you wrong. Sound like you're with talking that. like old no, English. Not, sorry, uh, but there could be nothing wrong. <laughs> and but in your mind, there is, and you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right, I've it's seen too this, perfect. What's wrong? Exactly. I've mm-hmm. seen this, and this is a psychological thing. And it's I understand why we have it. It's for for survival mode. But I've I've been with friends, and I've been with people, coworkers, and stuff, and they're like. Dude, things are going so good. I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop. Like something's catastrophic is about to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, but right now everything's good, right? And it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I got a great job. I got a great house. My wife's working. My kids are healthy. This, that. But something is going to happen. <laughs> something is like, maybe, but you might want to enjoy what you have now. Mm-hmm. And when that time comes, because we all have things that get thrown at us, you can deal with that at that time. Yeah. But imagine you're not even enjoying it now. And then when it does happen, you're just going to be in more misery. Yeah. But I understand why. And I don't do that anymore. I, I count my blessings every day. Every day I'm like, this is fantastic. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. And I'm not saying that I'm not going to get hit with heartache. I've had my fair share. But it's like at this moment in time, things are really good. And I'm going to be very grateful for it. I'm going to be happy about it. And... What happens in the future will happen. And it doesn't necessarily mean that something bad is going to happen. It could get better. Like, but people just, I'm an optimist no matter which way it goes. But anyways. But then we have the Raven and SK date, which they were on a boat in this apartment complex or whatever that was. No, it's a restaurant. Somebody told me about that restaurant. I thought it was like, is it in Louisville? 
Because uh, it looks very Louisville. Yeah, it's like Louisville, or I think it might be Lost Colinas. But somebody had told me about it, and they have the gondola thing. Uh-huh. And they're like, it's a restaurant, and then you go and you can go on the gondola too. And I'm like, yeah, but that, I think it's first of all, I think it's man-made. Yeah, well, the view of it is apartment <laughs> complexes and some weird like office buildings. I'm like, this well, is... in all fairness, that's how it is in Venice too. It's nothing but houses, but well, their houses, they're beautiful. They're, they're fair enough. It's but... not what they. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's not like v, uh, Vegas because Vegas has one too. If yeah. you go to the the Venetian and they have a gondola and stuff, but, but yeah, I get it's you. It's still a cute date idea. But I was <laughs> it was funny because they had the guy in the back that I guess was kind of I think he had a guitar. He might have been playing music at one point and also kind of steering it or whatever. I think so, yeah. Which I thought was like, and I know that's a thing, but like their conversation that they were having, literally like a foot away from this stranger, <laughs> and I was like. That would be weird because they're talking like intimately about like their future and the plans and it's like this very whatever. And here's, uh, I don't know, his name is Jack and Jack's back there like yeah. looking around like, <laughs> go on with your date. It just seemed really weird. Can you weird. imagine what, what, how many conversations that guy's heard? Oh, dude, just like a cab driver. He's like got tons of stories. I would have to make him sign an NDA, man. <laughs> like, would you feel weird? Like, let's say you were on the date, you had a girlfriend, you were on the date and she started talking about... Not anything gross, but just like something serious or whatever, very personal to y'all's relationship. Uh-huh. Would you tell her like, hey, I know it's the show I'm talking about in real life though. No, no. Um, I think Uber drivers will probably tell you the same thing. Like they get discarded. <laughs> I think there's a... There's hey, a, the car is driving itself. There's well, nobody there. <laughs> well, what ends up happening, because I don't know if you remember watching that show, Taxi Cab Confessions, like it turned into a show because people would just, to complete strangers, there's something about... I'm never going to see you again. I'm going to tell you some dark stuff about me because I'm never going to see you ever, ever again. It just takes the romance. I get it that someone has to be there on the boat, but like (laughs) it's so close. (laughs) Like, Yeah, you want it to be private, private, private. Yeah, I mean, if we're having that discussions like they were, and then she said the thing of bone apple teeth or whatever, which she thought was really funny. I don't know if you caught that, but I was like, okay. But I will say this, the Madonna spoiled the whole gondola thing because every time I watch it, I think of, you know, like a virgin. Yeah, I don't know. Because it <laughs> it's a great video, by the way, but yeah. she's in that gondola and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, but then let's see, Alexa and Brennan, they, I guess he rents out this little theater area and they're having the same conversation of like, what are you going to say? And Alexa seemed very, I don't know if she was being playful, trying to act like she wasn't going to say yes, but I think it's been very clear that they've been very into each other. And he's bending to all of her financial and religious whatever. So I don't know why she's dream like, come true. I'm like 40% or whatever she said, like in. <laughs> and Brennan's probably like, I think she was being playful. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think I, that she, it, what would be her reservations with Brennan? She doesn't. I think she's probably just making sure that it's that carrot on the stick. It's like, look, dude, you haven't had, you don't have it. So whatever mm-hmm. you're doing, you need to do more. <laughs> Because yeah, think about the, the psychological effect. If I ask you if, if 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 I'm with somebody and I'm like, okay, we're about to get married, and she's like, eh, I'm about forty. It's like I need to up my game a little bit. Then mm. <laughs> I need to get you up at least into the seventies or eighties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a way to motivate her, but um, fear is not a great motivator. Yeah, it will sometimes get the job done, but long term, it's not a good strategy. Yeah, but. Because we'll they gotta see. have that, but and then um, Bartice and Nancy, they're at Perry's Steakhouse downtown, which I thought was funny because you and I had been there together oh, nice. in a group, and I actually think we sat in that same area by the window. <laughs> so when I saw that, I was like, "Hey, Jose and I have been there." Woo-hoo. I had the pork chop. Did you? <laughs> I think I had a steak. I think Perry's has one of the best red wines I've ever had. Oh, nice. It's, yeah, I don't remember it being that good, but was it? Was I don't it think you had. Oh, okay. I don't. Okay. Well, I don't know. You only drink old fashioned, so I'm assuming you weren't drinking it's wine. My drink. Yeah, but. but I like I like that place. But <laughs> yeah, it's very very nice. And then you know he's doing the same thing of I love you, baby. I'm here to the end, and you know whatever. <laughs> I know this, and this is completely off topic. I was watching a movie, uh, Shallow How. You ever seen Shallow yeah. How? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're at the Capitol. Capital Grill, mm-hmm. and that's another restaurant. I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's a chain because obviously it's a... It sounds very chain <laughs> It does, uh, but it's still a nice restaurant. So every time I do see a restaurant, I get a kick out of it. I'm like, oh, I've, I've, I've been there before. And I don't know why, but yeah, it shouldn't, but I do. Um, the juiciest thing, I guess, that happened in this episode is um, 
Zineb and Cole, so Zineb comes home, I guess, from wherever she was, and Cole is making dinner, trying to be sweet. Chicken, I think, right? Yeah, or, chicken, okay. unseasoned white chicken. Um, but Zineb, in, in her true fashion, as she has, critiques him a lot, and he's trying to be playful with the Nerf gun and this and that, and he's trying to be cute and sweet, and she just seems, like, uber annoyed, which if you're annoyed, fine, but, like, how would you feel if you were making dinner for your woman and she came in there and started critiquing everything? Like you'd feel probably unappreciated, right? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I I, I don't like being critiqued by anybody. I wonder if the flip side would be if she was the one making dinner and he came in acting like that. I wonder what the audience would feel about that. Nah, I don't think it would go well for him. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like why is it okay for her to come in and be like, well, you're cooking this wrong and don't do this and this is bad and this tastes like crap and why are you cooking this? Like, it's I, don't just, think it's, I don't think it's, I don't think that it's right when one or the other does it. Yeah. I think it's just for whatever reason, we just accept it more when a woman like, does it. Like it's just as easy to just say, hey, babe, let's put this seasoning on it. Right. Why, why can't you just say that? Or you can cook it yourself. <laughs> Because I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you an instance, and I know we've we've talked about it on a previous episode. But um, if somebody cooks me dinner, mm-hmm. and then I have the cojones to say you should have done this and yeah, should have done that and should have done that, right? <laughs> Big right, I'm gonna get crucified by that because they're gonna be like, "You dirty dog! She mm-hmm. cooked you dinner. She's been slaving over it." And the the at minimum, you should just all you should say is "Thank you. It's delicious." Yeah, but we don't have that sort of critique on a woman. A woman is like, eh, she's just helping him make, she's making him better. <laughs> just, I don't understand why. And, and here's the other part of that though, too. His personality in such a way is very carefree. Mm-hmm. That's just the way he is. Yeah. Now, me personally, and I'm just saying me, I'm somewhat of the opposite. When I cook something, I like to stick to the recipe. I like to make it right. I like to, I'm in the sense that I'm more critical on myself. Now, the problem with that is that I've gotten also feedback that it's like it's too much. So it's just like sometimes you can add some extra this. Yeah, like you can deviate, you can ad lib, you can have fun with it. It's like, no, 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 it has to be this way. But it's just like. So they're trying to get you to loosen up. Right. But my point being is you're going to get critiqued no matter which way it goes. So if you were like hardline, this is why I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. They're going to be like, loosen up, man. And everybody's going to be like, yeah, dude, you should loosen up. And if you're the other way, if you're too, you know, let's say fun and playful and just kind of taking it like, hey, we're just, we're just throwing caution into the wind. We'll see how it turns. We'll put ketchup on it afterwards. Which is, They're like, no, no, you need to be more refined. Yeah. And this is like, but you knew that he wasn't like that. She wanted, she wants a refined kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And she, unfortunately, this is what I see happening too. And I don't knock her for it exactly, but you have to be very careful is that, again, if you like things done a certain way, sorry, you need to do them. It, stop trying to train me to be you. I don't want to be a mini you. I am me. Now, again, if you have a certain way you like to cook, if you like the way to wash dishes, clothes, um, how you have your, your couches set up, the bed has to be made, do them. Why are you getting on to me? Why are you trying to turn me into you? I don't want to be you. I am who I am, which I thought you loved, but it's like, eh. Well, she did that thing that a lot of other couples did where she like, she claims that here's all the reasons why I love Cole. It's because he's honest, he's fun, blah, blah, blah. But then (laughs) when they're trying to make it in the real world, it's like, no, I hate this, this, and this, and I'm going to critique you and I'm going to be mean and whatever. It's like, it's that idea of you want that party guy, that carefree, whatever, but like she didn't really want that. And now I, he, she's punishing him because well, he's having to put up with it and be like, I'm just, just be nice. Just be sweet. I, I want a girl that's sweet. Right. I think, it, I think what ends up happening is people, people want, there's certain people that, and I, I, I'm sure you've encountered them and I'll give you a scenario. They become very playful mm-hmm. and let's say they start playing with you and they start doing stuff and they're like, you know, you're not in the mood for it. But at a certain point, you're like, all right, let's do this. And then you start playing back and they're like, okay, okay, stop. Stop, stop, stop. I don't want to play anymore. Like a tickle fight? Yeah, let's say it is a tickle <laughs> fight, right? And at first they start tickling you and it's fun. But then when you start doing it to them, 
Now they've changed their mind. Now I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. So now we have to stop. Like it's hard stop. So it's like, you want me to be what you want me to be when you want me to be that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm not a robot. Right. So either I'm going to be playful when I'm playful. I'm going to be serious when I'm serious. I'm going to do whatever I want to. But she's, she seems to, and, and it's not her. I've seen this a thousand times, this sorts of behavior. It's like, I need you to be this way right now. And then I want you to be that way this time. Mm-hmm. And it can change. And whenever it changes, I need you to change with whatever my mood is. Because if I want to play right now, I want you to play. But as soon as I want to stop, we want to stop. Well, I'm sorry. You can't do that because they're going to be like, what? I'm not. <laughs> Even the rules that she tried to come up with or complain about, like the towels, she said, like, will you leave towels on the floor? And he said, will you put them in the tub? How is that any different? But for her, when she's like, well, at least it's in the tub, what does that mean? You still have to pick it up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when I, when, I was, when I was married or even if I'm with um, um, uh, dating seriously, right, I like to do the dishes. I don't, so like once we're done, I like to pick up the dishes. I don't like them sitting there in front of me. Mm-hmm. I get up and I pick them up and I put them away. Mm-hmm. I don't say, hey, babe, <laughs> pick up your plates. Mm-hmm. Can you get these plates? It's my thing. It's my getup, so I'm going to pick them up. Over time, usually, I don't say it. They'll usually do it for me. But that's out of love and caring right. because they're like, I know you don't like plates. So they pick them up for me. And I'm like, oh, you don't have to do it. And I want to. It's like, oh, okay, that's that's perfect. That's how you go about it. So, again, if I had a problem with clothes all over the place, I'm going to pick them up because mm-hmm. I have the problem with them. That's the way they are. <laughs> now, again, I can have the conversation and have a sit down. It's like, please, if you don't mind. Could you please put them in? Mm-hmm. And if they say, I'll try, and obviously I still see them on the floor, it's like, okay, we've already had it. Whether they're trying, I don't know. But what I do know is it bothers me, I'm going to pick it up. I'm not going to feel any kind of certain way about it, but it bothers me, so I'm going to pick them up. Well, I will say that as a tidy person, it is very frustrating <laughs> when you're with someone who does, but I'm just saying the she's being a hypocrite when you say you're putting them here, but she does basically the same thing and it's fine for her. That's the problem I have. So if I'm going to complain about the dishes and I'd be like, I can't believe you didn't clean the dishes. But then when I'm at home, all my dishes are dirty in the sink. It's like, well, but they're mine. So it's okay. No, right? (laughs) it's not. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I mean, it, it speaks to your way is not the right way. Right. And it should never be looked at that way. It's your preference. And if it is your preference, then so be it. You should do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would think that that other person, if I was with someone and they know that I don't like towels on the floor, but like, babe, can you please, like, I would want them to do it out of love. Like you said with the dishes thing, I know you don't like the dishes here. I'm going to pick them up. It's yeah. just because you respect that other person, you love them. It's like, I know they hate this thing. Let me just, it's small. Let right. me just do this thing. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. I think that's that speaks more to your partner, honestly, because I've seen it both ways where the partner says like, well, I'm just going to do it because my partner's going to pick it up. I already know. So then they get used to it. Mm. Then over time, and that's just like the tip of the iceberg, but let's just say that you and that partner don't work out. Mm-hmm. And now you're by yourself. You're you're you've gotten accustomed to it. Weirdly enough, to a tidy house. Right now, all of a sudden, it's gotten messy because, like, oh, there's nobody picking it up after me anymore. Do you think those people would actually too? Because you get so used to it, their next relationship, they're looking for that same type of quality. Because you need to refill it with. If you lose your maid, yeah. quote unquote, <laughs> you're gonna want to fill it with another maid. Right? Maybe, unless you find another messy person and they're both okay with just throwing stuff around. Some people some people reflect. It's weird after a breakup, right? Mm-hmm. They they either become more of what they are or they say, no, I want to be different. I want to change. Um, for me, right? It's like, okay, I've gotten the feedback. The ultimate feedback is they left. <laughs> now, now, anytime a breakup, and I don't want to digress too much, but in a breakup... It doesn't necessarily mean it was you. And I've always, I'm of the opinion that when people break up, and even in my own divorce, mind you, it didn't work out. There are factors, but I'm very reluctant to to put blame on any one person. Some people just aren't compatible and that's okay. That's what I'm saying. It didn't work out for one reason or the other. But the moment that you start saying it was them, it wasn't me, 
you got to be really careful. It's it's a because you that's a trap because right. after that it's like okay I'm perfect. It's everybody else that's not. <laughs> Breakups are no different than any other life lessons. A time to reflect on what you should. What should I learn from this? Whatever it could be, anything you could have, you know, lost your job, and it's like, yeah, you're upset, but it's like, well, why did I lose my job? Well, let me reflect on that. Yeah. You know, I always showed up late. Blah blah blah. Whatever. These are things I need to work on. But yeah, yeah I think that after every breakup or any kind of life event, you should really be like, okay. And it, maybe if you feel, I mean, every breakup is going to be different. So if you're with a guy for like a month and it doesn't work out, it's, maybe it's not you. Maybe it's just like, yeah. oh, it just didn't work out. I, it, for me, it's also the the other part that you learn. You learn things about yourself because mm-hmm. where you, and I've done this before where I was like, man, if this were to happen to me, I'd be devastated. I'd be done. I, I, don't, I could not move forward. And then it happens to you and you're like, I could move forward. Yeah. Like I did survive that. Not only did I survive, I thrived. Like after that lesson, I learned a lot about myself mm-hmm. and what I can tolerate, what I can't. Yeah, I probably got some new deal breakers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. But that self-exploration, unfortunately, uh, you know, it's a stress test, right? And that's the reason why stress tests exist. It's like, okay, you have a system in place. You think that this is the way it's supposed to work and you think it has this much tolerance, let's say, Right. Now we're going to test it. And as soon as you test it, then you find out, ooh, guess what? It has way more tolerance than you thought. I was watching a documentary. Sorry, I know I do this a lot, but I was watching a documentary about the rover on Mars. That rover was only intended for 90 days. That's it. That was the entire mission. It's like, we're going to have it 90 days. It lasted a year. So when they built it, yes, it was it was intended only for 90 days, but what they realized was it could last way longer than that. I mean, it surpassed anything that they could have imagined and they gained more out of it. And that's a perfect example of like, you think you know, because these are the people that built it from scratch. I mean, every inch, everything, and they're like, yes, we're building it for 90 days. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that it's much more resilient than that. And that, when people discover that about themselves, that they're that resilient, they're that strong, that they can take it, that they can change. It's painful for sure, but that's uh, that's when you that's when the magic really happens. Because yeah. now you have to look at yourself a lot different. Because now it's like oh, I'm not weak, I'm not stupid, I'm not this, I'm not that. Like I am, like I'm pretty badass. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. They're they're having this conversation, and then you know Zenob is like I'm a thousand percent in, and I'm gonna marry you, and blah blah blah. And then it's still escalating, and he asked her if she's bipolar. She mm. gets really mad about that. You think, why? Why do you think she got mad about that? I think she was just annoyed from the whole night. She seemed annoyed already when she walked through the door. Maybe she had a bad day. I don't know. But that's where the scene ends. So she walks out. You know what's interesting about that, right, uh, is that people have made comments to me in the past too. Um, um, like let's say somebody said to me before, like, hey, have you – do you have anger issues? And so obviously right off the bat, you you the first inclination is to be like, screw you. <laughs> Hell no, I don't have anger. <laughs> I'm going to beat you down. <laughs> Sorry. See how calm I am? <laughs> exactly. No, but my point being is that it's hard because what it is is it's feedback of some sort. And it's very difficult within that moment and usually have to take time to reflect to say, okay, what did I do to make them even say that to me in the but first place? But he could have rephrased it. He could have said, hey, look, I feel like you're hot and cold. Right. Can you explain? Delivery is all. all. Yeah. But I think that in that in and of itself is the problem, is that it's still the feedback that you get. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if you don't like the way it's presented, fair enough. But you don't throw out the baby with the bathwater because there's something there. Now, I'm not saying that he was right in his assessment, but if your behavior is coming off in such a way where somebody's asking you that, mm-hmm. it might be something that you might want to look into. Because if somebody's telling me, have you saw anybody about your anger issues? And I'm like, well, I don't feel like I'm angry. However, I was loud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? I was very loud. And I can see how they can interpret that. So I know that I am not angry, but I am passionate and I've gotten loud. So what that means is I'm giving off the wrong vibe, mm. right? And I, you don't want to do that, right? And I remember even wedding crashes, I was just referenced that one more time. But there's a one scene where um, 
the one guy, I think Luke Wilson's character is kind of sitting in the corner and stuff. And then Vince Vaughn comes over. It's like, is that the vibe you want to give? Like moping around? Like nobody wants to hang out with you, dude. Mm-hmm. Like change your attitude because you're giving off the wrong vibe. And, you know, he gets up and then they go dance, whatever. But but that's my point is that there is one thing between there. There's a difference between what you intend to um, present versus what people are getting from that. And, you know, yeah, she could <laughs> later on, she could have had that conversation like, look, I see your point. I don't like your delivery. Maybe you could have done it a separate way and he would have probably been like, all right, but. And and maybe I can see where you think I'm hot and cold or, you know, you know where I might have issues. But, yeah, they – every time I see them argue or every time I see them have a discussion, she keeps on bringing all the negative stuff that he's ever done. Mm. Because I remember when they were having that conversation in bed in the previous episodes where he had told – they were talking about Colleen mm-hmm. and how he thought she was a 10 out of 10 – and he said that Zayna was a 9 out of 10. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, by the way, is still a good rating, by the way. I wish I've never been told I was a 9 ever. So <laughs> out of a 10. So like if somebody were to say that to me, I'd be in hog heaven. But she turned around and she said, from here on in, I'm always going to remember that you said dot, 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 dot. That's a bad way to start. Yeah. I'm not saying that what he said was right. That By no means am I justifying what he said. But what she's saying is I'm just cataloging this, what mm-hmm. you just said. This all ammo for later. And yes, I'm going to stab you with I'm it I'm going to pull it out time. at any point yes. in time. So anytime you tell me I'm pretty, I'm not going to listen. Even you can tell me I'm pretty and that I'm a 10 out of 10 from here until infinity a trillion times. I'm going to remember that one and that's what I'm going to hold you to for here until forever. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a guy. I got to think. Do I really want her bringing this up for me for the rest of my life? Yeah. Probably not. If you can't get past that and I've apologized and I've I've told you a thousand times just that you're the light of the sky and this and the other, but you're going to discard all of that and you're telling me that no matter what, this one thing that I've said, you're going to hold me to that forever? I'm sorry. I, I, I can't do that to myself. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. But yeah, uh, that was uh, episode nine and I just realized yeah. that you're wearing glasses. Have you always worn glasses when we recorded? No, I was I was out <laughs> last night at a rave. <laughs> and you can't and see I'm, now? I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm tired right now and I, I'm having a hard time focusing. Oh, okay. Because the eyes are, a, you know, they're a muscle. I usually don't notice things like on people's faces. Like you say, you know, like, oh, I shaved my mustache January 1st. I don't notice anyone's facial Yeah, because we've been hair. talking for like at least four hours now. But I okay. know, but like, yeah, I just realized. I was like, hmm, I wonder if you wear glasses each time. But anyways, nope. um, but yeah, that was episode nine. So we're almost at the end. It's getting wedding time. I think this Colin Zidham fight was, I think the night before the Bachelor Bachelorette thing. I think so, yeah. 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 So... Mm. We shall see. Oh, yeah. You're <laughs> uh, in a little bit. <laughs> turn in for the conclusion. That's right. Okay. Uh, oh, and by the way, just to, just to, we're going to be doing 10 and 11 on the next one. So we're going to wrap it up because this was episode nine mm-hmm. that we're recapping. So, all right. Okay. Till next time. Till next time. Bye. Bye.